0: They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! This is The Freedom Cats, with your hosts, Chris Flack, Stephen King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio, Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen... Here is the Freedom Cats!
1: Here we are, once again, the baddest podcast in the land. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. We are the Freedom Cats. I'm Chris.
0: He's Jody. No Stefan today. We have no... Now, I usually sit third chair. Most people don't know how this works, like chair-wise uh stefan's what we would consider second chair but no stefan today and no jack so it's just two chairs we got the host and then we got crazy town we are the freedom cats how you been man been good yeah been good you know the um the wildfires up in canada
1: allegedly
0: no there's no no, 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 no 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 i said it
1: allegedly in canada i'm stealing your thunder here pal I look at my map. I look at the radar as it is. You know, I look at the air quality index for like for the first time ever in my life. The last, I've looked at air quality more in the last seven days than I have in my previous 43 years. But I look at the air quality map. I see my our area, a little orange, a little purple, some black. I look up to Canada, Green, green as far as the eye can see. Then I scroll over to the left, west, as a cartographer might say. Illinois, black, purple, just darkness. And I'm not talking about what Illinois is, just a gross state. I'm not a big Illinois guy. Um... I don't know why I have an animosity necessarily towards the entire state of Illinois, but I do. It's there. Uh, yeah. All the really darkenedness coming from Illinois. So my conspiracy, we've, we were programmed to be mad at Canada for the, or to blame Canada. Shout out South Park. We were isn't that the song from the South Park moment, blame Canada, blame Canada, Is it? Oh, screw you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, we were programmed to blame Canada. They were setting us up because they knew some big old nastiness was going to happen in Illinois. So they were setting us up to think, oh, it's just the Canadian wildfires. But in fact, something went down in Illinois. How'd I do? How'd I do on the conspiracy?
0: I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You nailed it, buddy. Thanks, man. You nailed it. It's uh, so so Illinois is actually that neighbor that's burning an entire forest of leaves right next to your house during your cookout instead of Canada. Yeah. You know, it's been said that uh, I've heard it said that uh, Canada is the um, how did they word that? They're the boring apartment above a party stomping on the floor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I kind of thought this was just kind of like their subtle passive aggressive way of giving us some payback. Yeah. But it's Illinois this whole time. Always. Illinois. I, I don't know why you have animosity against the state of Illinois. I actually like Illinois. I just don't like Chicago anymore. Well, you
1: know, it comes to my, uh, I think really what it comes down to is my, uh, my former line of work. I got a new job. Um, Thanks for asking, jerk. Uh, but uh, doing titling. It's, it's, title all about
0: you, it's all about you, Chris.
1: No, right. Well, I started a podcast. I mean, come on.
0: Um, That's true. So, uh, no, screw
1: you, man. It's not all about me. I'm just saying. I'm excited. Um, no, uh, doing title work out of the state of Illinois is an absolute nightmare. So, yeah. you like sell a car to someone from Illinois, you might as well just you know, light it on fire because you're not getting the title anytime soon. That's, I think that started my Illinois animosity. I will say I'm always fast. For a long time, I was fascinated by uh, strange school mascots. Like uh, there was a school back home. Uh, It was a village. I I forget what it was. I'm going to say Antioch. Uh, Their mascot was the half breeds.
0: What okay? You, what what is that?
1: Uh, some a half breed from now. This isn't my definition. This is the definition of the school. A half breed is you know a Native Alaskan and a Caucasian person having a child. That's a half breed. So their school mat. I I shit you not. The school mascot was the half breeds, and that began. I had a, I. It's probably still in the maybe it's in the garage, but I have a Antioch High School half breeds shirt. Um there's a school in Centralia, Illinois. Uh their mascot is the fighting orphans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I've got an orphans short shirt too. You remember when there there was a bunch of uh uproar about mascots like the Redskins and Cleveland Indians? Do I remember like a year ago? Yeah, so, I remember sure. So. <laughs> Alaska just, it, it's so far away. Nobody even considers a lot. I mean, half nobody cares. Is, it's so nobody hard. cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right on the nose. Nobody like, cares. Okay. It's like, oh, Redskins, Indians. fine. How about the half? Breeds? I know. my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The once fighting orphans. So what did their mascot look like? Was it just, just like a, a maladjusted like a young gre- person <laughs> that's got a lot of issues? One like, of the gypsies from Great Expectations. Nice
1: pull. I can't say I, yeah. Can't say I recognize. I mean, I I kind of know Great Expectations.
0: It's but. just like one of those little kids that sits out in the street. And oh, like
1: Oliver, it, like Oliver. Oh, yeah, pizza, that's right. I yeah. want some more. <laughs> um, yeah. So they were the. So I w- I was fascinated by uh, strange school mascots for a while. Um,
0: so yeah. So things good. Yeah, things are good. I I brought up the um, the wildfires because I I keep hearing about people getting congested or headaches. And you had mentioned that you had gotten a migraine. Yeah, I get them. I get them
1: from time to time. Um, I was, uh, I hadn't had one in a minute, but had one this weekend. And so uh, I kind of had to hang back while the family did, you know, fireworks and things like that. How about the Tippy Canoe Barge catching on fire? A what? A what? (laughs) So, you know, so we we live for for, um, our audience members in Macau, because we're huge in Macau. the uh denang denang well you know we're not a, i mean we're like the fifth largest podcast in denang but um so but we're, we're climbing the charts man we 40 cli-
0: clicks north of the mekong delta they're they're listening large my
1: father didn't fight in the mekong delta for us to not be in the top 5 let me tell you so <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my dad he yeah, yeah he
0: america
1: yeah, um, so <laughs> uh, we we live in an area surrounded by lakes. It's one of the uh, the features that gets spiked really hard um, about this area, uh, one of the layer one of the lakes, Lake Tippecanoe, Um all the lakes, I don't know if all of them, but a lot of them do like a big fireworks thing. And I I do love the war of the lakes. Like, man, screw the Winona Lakes fireworks. Wawa C's where it's at. Nah, forget Wawa C. Tippy Canoe's
0: got the best fireworks. Um, So so real quick, let me just jump in here. Uh, So people often invite me out out of this area oh, to go humble, see, humble brag. Jody's got friends is, is to go see fireworks. No. I just had somebody be like, "Hey, you need to come out over here," and because they have great fireworks. I said, "No, no, 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 no. You want to see crazy? Like the whole county. Oh, is, so you're one of those. It's a, it's a like you said. It's a fireworks competition. Winona Lake's got like three of them going on simultaneously. It's like who can outdo the so other. So which fireworks? What which lake fireworks do you hold strongest for? Uh, To be honest with you, uh, I think Winona Lake, just because I I feel like it ramps up every year. I feel like the Tuckers and then like the the little, whatever you call it, township of Winona have something going on. And then you got like this third guy over here with like sparklers and (laughs) Roman candles. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, shout out to the War X crew. Uh, I was just over at a event that they did in uh, Southern Ohio. They literally had a dude. They have the like, I think it's the nation's largest uh, like um, wa- slip and slide water slide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it goes right down this the big west Westraits. What's that? Didn't the, didn't the West not do that? No, 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 no. no. This is something that uh, the Moore family put together in okay. Jackson, Ohio.
1: Shout out to the Westraits. They do they do a slip and slide too, or they promote. I don't know. They post it on Facebook. I at this point in my life, if you post it on Facebook, it's yours.
0: These these guys have like there's two of them. They're like dueling slip and slide water slides that go okay. down this giant hill. Uh, It's on like a, they made like a flag. Yeah. Like you can see it from space. That's how big this thing is. And it's fantastic. It's just fantastical to use one of your words. It's fantastical. Well, (laughs) (laughs) to use one of my words. (laughs) Okay. Okay. so. (laughs) (laughs) So to start their fireworks, they had this dude go down the water slide with these two giant bundles of Roman candles. That's awesome. It was insane. It you was... ever had a fireworks accident? Oh yeah. Come on. Yeah. I've been alive for a while. For I a minute. A, remember black cats. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we used to, we used to, now if you've got kids listening to this earmuffs. Right. A lot of people are like, Hey son. Yeah. yeah. We used Come to, around and listen to the freedom cats. We used to take the bundles and pull them off one by one where we were sitting around the campfire and light them and throw them at each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had one blow up in my hand. Mm-hmm when I was a young lad and just kind of tra- I'm fine because yeah. it, it's like it's a it's, black cat yeah it's, it's a not. black cat but right. traumatized me for quite some time sure yeah. yeah
0: that'll that'll smart yeah it hurt a little bit
1: so uh, one of the lakes Lake Tippecanoe um, they so they take a barge out to the lake and then they light the, light the fireworks from the barge well their barge caught on fire and so uh, the barge is on fire fireworks are going off left and right and Everyone's fine,
0: but I was, uh, I had a similar incident ages ago yeah. back home, uh, northeastern Ohio, and they have this little town called Rumming Rock Shores. What's school. the mascot
1: of that little town, of that little town school?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. It's probably something farm related would be my guess because it's all farm stuff out there. So it's probably like the farming half breeds. we're the subsidized (laughs) farmer there you go yeah there you go yeah subsidized farmer that's funny um it was a similar thing the guy who was it was just some you know privateer who fancied himself as a fireworks guy and something got knocked over and it lit everything and knocked everything over so we're sitting on this hill and fireworks it, it was like a war scene Fireworks were flying by everybody's head. Everybody was rushing to their cars. It was like it was flying into houses. It was it was one of the best fireworks displays I've ever seen. Sounds incredible. Yeah, sounds incredible. So shout
1: out to uh, Lake Tippecanoe. Um, everyone's safe. Everyone's fine. I, they had the
0: uh, the fire boats come out and put out the fire. Oh, that's cool. Is like a scene from Star Wars? You remember when Anakin was in like the Revenge of the Sith? He's landing the big half. Ship A ship broke in half, and then the two fire ships come out from either side, and they're falling it down. Was it like that? Little tugboats? Just, like yeah. just like that. Just like that. Guy in a robe driving the boat. 100%. Yeah. I could see it.
1: See, I'm... Bro, I run too deep with that stuff. I'm sitting here like, uh, you mean Mustafar? <laughs> you are a nerd. I run too deep. Yeah. I run way too deep. Uh, I saw Dial of Destiny this weekend. And? So good. Really? Yeah, it's getting killed in the press. I mean, it's getting killed on the the rate. Let t- let's talk about the rating system real quick. We've lost our way, Jody. We've lost our way. Movies don't even come out anymore. And it's like, oh, this is going to be a huge bomb. It's not going to make its money due to you know, some algorithm has told us that it's not going to make his money. So it sets an expectation of failure. And then people don't go see it. They're like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I was going to go see dial of destiny, but I've already heard that it's a bomb. So I'm not going to go see it. Well, I pushed through Jody. I showed courage. I went against the algorithm and I went and saw it. It's fantastic. It's so good. If you like that franchise, if you enjoy the Indiana Jones films, this is a really
0: fun movie. Loved it.
1: Absolutely
0: loved it. Did they stick to the theme of archaeologists doing some relevant archaeology stuff or did they go crazy with aliens? and?
1: No, this is... Uh, so the MacGuffin in this movie is this uh, dial... Uh, the, Dial of Destiny. It was. It's. It, it's made by Archimedes. Shout okay. out to Archimedes. Yeah, right on. Mathematician of the pre-history times. Give me a lever long enough, and I will move the world. That's the dude, right? That guy. So he creates this dial, this contraption that can find fissures in time. Um. I mean, again, it's a. That's just a, th- a plot device to move the story along. Uh, really good movie in terms of uh, dealing. You know, it's a character. Harrison Ford's eighty-one years old. It's so this is definitely his last rump as this character. And yeah, it's a really it's a sweet movie. It's a lot of action, great adventure. I can't recommend it enough. Go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You heard it here, folks.
0: A lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. You know, I hearken back to the. Uh, do you hearken? I, I hearken back to the old days. Remember the old days? How old are we talking? When when conspiracies consisted of you know the pentagram, when the the person, when the things you had to worry about was whether you or not the girl, you, <laughs> <Look at laughs> the this. girl you were dating yeah. might murder you. Instead of you know, I do hearken. I hearken hard. Instead of going outside and breathing, I hearken but, so hard <laughs> you bro. do, yeah. Yeah. The, the, when Dana Carvey might have been the funniest guy in us now, but secretly we knew who was doing the heavy lifting.
1: Yeah. It's Mike Myers, ladies and gentlemen, today's movie, you segueing son of a bitch. You know, I learned from you. I, I watched you observed, I processed. It's so I married an ax murderer, 1993 box office bomb. Yeah. Right. But man, this movie has legs. This movie has legs. It's So I Married an Axe Murderer. Jody, you have printed off the Wikipedia entry.
0: Shock. Shock. Please. Wait for the shock. Wait Please. for everybody. No, no, no. No, listen, 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 people, listen, listen. For those people no, 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 no. who might you not see, have been sitting.
1: You think, you think I'm roasting you here, but I love that you do this. Jody, educate us. Give us the Wikipedia summary of So I Married an Axe Murderer.
0: So I Married an Axe Murderer is a 1993 American romantic black comedy film directed by Thomas Schlamme, I didn't say whatever, starring Mike Myers and Nancy Travis. Myers plays Charlie McKenzie, a man afraid of commitment, until he meets Harriet, Nancy Travis, who works at a butcher shop and who may be a serial killer. Myers also plays Stuart, Charlie's father. And, okay, so during this era, there were these actors who would, be in a movie and they would play multiple ro- roles in that movie so this is pretty quintessential you get your eddie murphy's you've got your mike myers doing this stuff yeah yeah let's see here the film received mixed reception from critics and did not fare well at the box office grossing over 11 million dollars but has gained a cult following in the years since its release i'm one of those i'm one of those people in that cult and it spun off a subsequent miniseries that just got released Oh, is that right? Called The Pentaveret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on Netflix. Never- I did not watch it. I did. It was phenomenal. For, okay, hold on. Was it good? It was. Like like for real, real good? It was for real good. All right, I'll check you it out. You should check it out. So Charlie McKenzie is a popular local beat poet living in San Francisco who makes his frequent breakups the subject of his poems. So if you've ever seen anybody who's part of the cult who's seen this movie, And we did it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. Well, we did it this morning. We did, as soon as they saw each other. Yeah. His best friend, Tony, a recently promoted police detective, believes that Charlie is afraid of commitment and will identify or invent any reason to break up with someone. While purchasing dinner for his Scottish born parents, Stuart and May, he encounters a butcher named Harriet and is attracted to her. During his visit with his family, Charlie and May discuss the most recent breakup. May brings up a tabloid article about a bride known as Mrs. X, who kills her husbands on their honeymoons using an axe. Charlie goes back to the butcher shop, offers to help Harriet. The two find common bonds and start to date. After staying at her place one night, Charlie meets Harriet's eccentric sister, Rose. Who warns Charlie to be careful? He learns Harriet used to live in Atlantic City, was involved with a trainer in Russian martial arts, and screams for somebody named Ralph in her sleep, which is awesome. It makes me laugh every time. Charlie arranges a dinner with her to meet his parents, who say she is their favorite of all his partners. Charlie reads the article about Mrs. X, which identifies her two victims as a martial arts expert and a man named Ralph. And then dot, 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 hijinks ensue wackiness ensues yes now uh this cast has an interesting mix of actors in it uh many who were not all that popular at the time and some gained in popularity and then immediately lost their popularity uh of course i'm referring to michael richards so michael richards you remember michael richards little what is he who's where who's michael richards in this movie He was the guy, he was the uh, insolent guy. He was like, insensitive guy. Look at me, I'm the insensitive guy. (laughs) Because they were making fun of the uh, one victim. And Mike Myers was uh, sincerely going over to ask about the victim. And they thought he was kind of razzing them about being insensitive. And so, I can hear you. Chris is giving me the, can you hear me?
1: No, no, no. I'm giving you the, I accidentally broke the mic. Yeah, yeah,
0: you did. This is why we can't have nice things. Hopefully that's on Amazon. So, so you've got Mike Myers, you've got uh, Nancy Travis, Anthony Anthony LaPaglia, uh, Amanda Plummer. She's Rose. Uh, Michael Richards. He's the insensitive man. Uh, Brenda Fricker. Matt Doherty. Uh, you got Phil Hartman, who plays the prison guard. He's got an awesome scene in this. It, Hartman, rest it, in peace. Yeah, he was such so a, good. Such God, a he was good, good. comedian. Uh, so he plays the prison guard who's nicknamed Vicky, and so he gives uh, tours of Alcatraz, and his narration the of the tour is the absolutely best. phenomenal. You got Stephen Wright in this. Remember Stephen Wright as the pilot? Yeah. It's a great role. Alan Arkin. Rest in peace. Alan yeah. Arkin just recently passed away. Alan Arkin. Let's see who else we got here. I think that's it. But uh, So this it, time... I mean, movies movie's uh, 93. Yeah, 1993.
1: This was... This movie, this was like the first, I think this was the first PG-13 movie I saw in the theaters. Uh, Because I had this, as a child, I had this view, like they were going to like ID me and like pat me down if I didn't, you know, if it was PG-13. So like I waited, I waited till I was 13. So I saw this movie in the theater. This and like Hot Shots Part D. (laughs) A law-abiding citizen, you. Right, right. And those were my films of choice. So I married an expert and hot shots part D. Um yeah. Phenomenal film. Um so at this time, like the, the SNL cast. So there was this thing where uh Lauren Michaels would if you know if you're on SNL, he'd put you in a movie. He had this like own production company. So if you were in SNL and you had any kind of traction, you got a movie. The cast at this time on SNL, just Hall of Famers, 100%, far Yeah. Adam Sandler, um, Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers. Now, Mike Myers, at this point, isn't necessarily that guy. I mean, he's he's doing some things. I, at this point, they're doing Wayne's World, which was must-see TV. At this time, I mean, f- for the children
0: listening, you don't know how big Wayne's World was. So, uh, between those two, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers... Which did you did you imagine Mike Myers was going to be the one that blew up after Wayne's World? Most people were in the Dana Carvey. Camp. I was a Carvey guy. Yeah, I was a Carvey guy, big yeah. time. He did that. Uh, he did that movie where he was a con man. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, Opportunity Knox. Yeah. Yeah. The leading lady in that movie was something of. Uh, I, I fixated on her a bit. I had a I had a crush on who, her in a big okay. way. Okay, I know. I think I know. I, I think I know who you're talking about. I don't remember the actress. Yeah, this name. is why people listen. Just of very, our, our, very
1: our research. It's yeah. our research.
0: That's right. We go deep. We, we go, deep. go real we deep. deep. We prepared. Absolutely. <laughs> My phone died, so now we're in trouble. I think I saw. You remember when? Uh, you remember when? Uh, the sexy woman posters were a big thing at Spencer's. They had like the, they had the uh, rolodex where you'd flip. Did you it was, ever? Did it's for the sexy ladies. Did you ever do that? They had um, the metal framing and it had. It no, was I mean, I, 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 yeah, you know I, I bought
1: posters. I don't, re- yeah. I don't necessarily think I got the sexy. Li- I did have a Cindy Crawford catalog that I was pretty
0: fixated on for a while. So, that girl from Opportunity Knox had one of those She sexy, had a sexy lady poster. And I would go to Spencer's and I'd flip right to it and I'd just stare at it. Just like a weird, weird, pervy. Just because teenager. Jody became a man staring at that poster. <laughs> then I'd go over to the funny cards wall where the inappropriate birthday cards and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, this movie was a a sign of things to come when it came to Mike Myers. Like this is between SNL before Wayne's World comes out, um, really flexing the I can. Or I think it's between Wayne's World or it's between Wayne's World and so I'm or uh, Austin Powers. If I'm if I got the date,
0: do you think he he stumbled into his genre because? I I can't, I'm not entirely sure if he stumbled into the genre or he he already knew when he went in that this was his genre and he was like the heavy lifter making it all work.
1: Um, Well, I think you know your shtick,
0: right? Like,
1: he he knew he was a character guy. Um, Not everyone's a character. Like, Chris Rock isn't
0: necessarily a character guy. Um, Well, between the two, though, uh, Dana Carvey was more of the impressionist, the cartoony Character dude, Mike Myers was more of the straight dude. I mean, he would do your northern, whatever, Illinois accent. Well, I just don't think he got but, shine on SNL. Like, he wasn't
1: that's like. That's true. He yeah, had, that's true. He had Wayne. Yeah. But he wasn't like, I mean, he he w- didn't get a lot of shine on it, didn't near, nearly get a lot of shine on that. That's true. And right. I think he leaned into it too much, which I think happens when this whole like, I can play multiple characters thing. I mean, Eddie Murphy fell in, kind of fell into the same thing. Where, you know, you do like Nutty Professor and it's, oh, it's fun. Everybody in the at the dinner table is Eddie Murphy. But then it goes to its extreme. It, yeah. it goes to the extreme. So and
0: that miniseries, pentavert he plays like 75% of the people in the movie. Oh,
1: I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the, the, him playing his father
0: is, is absolutely iconic. I mean. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he nails, like, the Scottish harshness of his father. Yeah. Right, just, uh, I don't give a shit. Like, just beating the crap out, sure. verbally beating the crap out of his grandson. Heed! Move! Now! <laughs> well, I think it's his kid, Heed. right? Like, his... It's, no, 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 it's his, uh, I think it's his grandson, isn't it? I think it's... Uh, Is it his kid? I think it's his, his I think it's uh, Mike Myers' younger brother. No kidding. I think. Uh, he just seems way young, because they're old in this, right? Maybe it's his, a grandson. His mom and his dad are like getting ready to retire and the kid is in his early teens right yeah that's fair i don't know i, I just assumed it was a grandson i mean you printed out the wiki there does it, I, I it doesn't to, get into it i don't it? want to pick it back up
1: that's fine it's that's heavy. fine what's his yeah. character's name charlie mckenzie charlie mckenzie yeah. so charlie um afraid to love he's been hurt mm mm-hmm. It's a big underscoring of this movie. It's a theme of this movie. Fear of love, fear of commitment.
0: Um, so much so that that's the theme of his beat poetry. Which the whole, by the way, the beat poetry thing.
1: I think this speaks to like maybe how out of touch Mike Myers was, even in like the 90s. He's like, I want to be cool in my movie. I want to be somebody really cool. I, you know, like a like a beat poetry guy in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're putting together a movie the world is yours and for co- cool to him was a beat poetry guy in san francisco mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it was huge in the 90s we should
0: bring that back
1: beat poetry yeah
0: um you heard it here folks absolutely it deserves Stephen, a renaissance Stefan, you're not here but the next time we see you we're gonna we're gonna sign up to yeah go ahead and sign up now folks beat poetry at hoplore Dates coming, but uh, he's got to, he's going to have to figure out how to make coffee. He's got to, he's got to get giant coffee mugs. That's how the movie starts. Movie opens with a strong, it's a strong start. Yeah. It's a big old and big old coffee. It's a, it's a one cam follow through right out of the gate. Yeah. All the way through the cafe from the beginning. So you see, it's a great way to set the tone of the environment, right? So that you walk into this coffee shop, it's hopping. It's a coffee shop. It's, it's not a, a bar, it's a coffee shop. And you got all these hipsters, right? Coffee was way cooler then, I think, than it is now. Yeah, yeah. I think they really hit that point when they brought the coffee cup out. To
1: like, don't get me wrong, coffees <laughs> coffee's an all-timer, but like that 90s I mean Starbucks had really I mean Starbucks then was the Buckies of today.
0: That's good. yeah, that's good. I like, like
1: that. Um, so you had Starbucks at that point was really getting into its own and they're popping up all over the country. Um, you had like, I mean, I worked at a coffee shop around a couple of years after this movie came out called Bonhoeffer's. That's a cool thing. It was a cool name named yeah. after Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Who yeah, was man.
0: A, Whoa. Look out getting yeah. philosophical Word. or religious. Is that religious? religious? I think it's religious yeah.
1: philosophy. How about that? Hey,
0: boom, boom. look out.
1: Um, and, uh, yeah, I think so a coffee at this point. The specialty coffee shop was really coming into its own. It was a it was a peak time for your specialty coffee shop. Um and and so really a big theme of this movie though is love and fear of commitment. Yes. So I mean And murder, obviously. Well, sure, but you know, I mean Charlie's sort of uh his Investigation of whether or not this girl that he's in love with is actually an axe murderer, you know, is a is an illustration of his fear of commitment.
0: I hear dating's hard nowadays. You want to talk about that? So, so um, I lo- I love where you're going with this, and you know why this movie hits a special nerve for me. <laughs> I think I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so so it actually the reason why I think you're absolutely right. This whole thing is about that dark underside that everybody's afraid of the thing you're going to discover about the other person. Sure. Right. And they play it out in the best possible way. Right. Right. Because it turns out there is a real dark underside. Yeah. So all your fears are realized. Right. But at the same time, the resolution is, it's not really I'm not going to ruin it. Should I ruin I'm going to ruin it. So no one's listening to this. If they haven't seen this, I mean, th- this yeah. movie's like 30 years old. Yeah, that's true. I'm so not, like if no you spoilers. haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Stop. spoilers people stop. You got to go see I,
1: if you haven't seen this. Movie, it's on HBO max. You've got to go see it. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie pause right now to be honest with you and go watch. So I married an ax Murder. to be honest with but you. but I, I have a problem with the whole spoilers <laughs> thing on a movie this old, like stop. Stop, (laughs) just stop. It's literally 30 years old.
0: You had plenty of time to see this movie. This movie is well written. It's well paced. It's you'll be entertained from the beginning to the end. And it's not, it doesn't have a disruptive shift. It's not like they're trying to stitch in the crazy. it, It seamlessly transitions to the crazy.
1: Yeah. I, feel, I love it. Okay.
0: But you're so, pivoting away from what no. I'm trying to get at, Jody. Talk to us about dating in 2023. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know where you're going. Okay. So uh, every time I'm dating somebody new, yeah, this movie comes into my head. And then I show this movie to that person.
1: Sure. Oh, this is a litmus test for oh, whoever you're
0: dating? 100%, 100%. What date do you roll out? So I married an ax murderer. Uh, it's usually uh, pretty early. It's, pretty, with, it's within prettier. the first month. The first month. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they gotta, they've they got to give me the, the reception. So they've what are you looking me- for when you roll out So I Married an Axe Murderer? One, they have to appreciate the Mike Myers sense of humor because it is 100% Jody Kleeple's sense of humor.
1: So uh, I would say that Mike Myers' sense of humor, slapstick,
0: uh, quippy one-liners. No, 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 no. Uh, I would say it's engaging with the environment. That's what he is. He's the butcher. See, the butcher shop. Uh, yeah, 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 scene is a perfect example. Haggis. Well, it's the so he comes so he goes and gets the haggis right, and there's a good cute exchange about haggis. Whoever you know, who actually eats haggis, right? And Mike Myers makes a joke. It's that one-liner thing, yeah, and it's pretty funny. You mean the thing that you just so quickly
1: dismissed? I'm like slapstick and one-liners. So you're like, he, no. He
0: definitely he definitely has a good. He does a good setup finish. Yeah, 100% 100% but you gotta have that right but the next scene when she's overwhelmed she's the whole the whole butcher shops packed there's that old dude he's like I'm next I'm next he's like okay yep. you're next she's like I, I want to talk to you but I can't I'm overwhelmed yeah, yeah. he's like well my dad you to own a butcher shop I can help you and then it's that montage of them playing in the butcher shop yeah that's the sweet spot where I believe Mike Myers lives so he's over there. He's Montages. Doing, he pulls out the, the meat that looks like an alien, right? He's got that like the, back, uh, the yeah, yeah, back, yeah. back skirt or whatever, and yeah. he's pulling it out like it's an alien coming out of his chest. He's like massaging the meat, and he's like, you guide me, you guide me. Right. And everybody's looking at him, and he starts punching it, and he starts screaming like a lamb.
1: Some would call, some would call that slapstick comedy no yeah 100 no, percent. it's
0: engaging with the environment that's what slapstick comedy and then, is and then he, you get hit by a door and people and laugh he, he comes out and he's got the meat he's got his hand pulled oh, into I'm, his I'm sleeve i'm getting
1: so upset right now
0: and he's got the meat dangling from his yeah, head i've seen like, it okay I, I, there was a mistake in chop class, and the old lady's like ah he's like ow ow i was like that's beautiful that's 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 craft right there that's art you're okay so you roll this, so... But not slapstick. I mean, that's not slap. Slapstick. slapstick is you slip on a mop, hit your head on the floor. Or you, know. you pull out some... Step on a rake, it hits your groin, you know. But no, when you put meat in your sleeve and you come out to two old ladies and you're like, there was a mistake in shop class. Uh, uh, go get the nurse. And he's like touching it and they're freaking out. I'm like, no, 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 that's not slapstick. That's, okay. that's art. Right. Let's just move that's, on. That's art. Let's just move on. Um,
1: you got to appreciate okay, art. Okay, so, so you roll this out. Okay, but keep talking man dating in 2023 what's that like are you on any apps you know
0: um i cycle i cycle apps okay uh, that what's your app weird? of that choice sounds, that sounds weird <laughs> um oh what was the one i was just on That was really it's really popular match.com match.com okay yeah Okay. Yeah, that's where I met
1: the last three girls match. on match.com. Yeah. What about the, uh, what's the swipey one? Uh,
0: tender. What about tender? No, on tender. I don't do the hookup apps. I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, Tender's a hookup app. Yeah. Okay. It's like plenty of fish and whatever. I bumble? don't do those. What? Bumble. Is that, that's a girl one, right? That's the one where the girls are in charge. So you go on bumble and they can choose which guy they, they kind of swap the, yeah. Swap the role. So the girl gets to completely control the, whether or not she wants to date the dude or not. Okay. Yeah. You, you so no, I'm not a mumble. Right. I, I like to be in control. Yeah. You're like ladies choose <laughs> pass. <No. laughs> pass. Um, okay. Yeah. Match. You know what? When I first started on the apps, yeah. I had broken up from a long term relationship and I was in a, like a tough spot and a buddy of mine actually met his now wife on an app called Zeusk. Zusk, I know. Okay. I was like, "Could you hit it any more right on the nose?" A zoo, like, yeah, it's a total zoo. Is it? it, it, it it's got to be tough out there. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy out there. So I get on Zusk, and I'm terrified. It's like, uh, let's see, how do I describe this? Like, imagine your worst nightmare. The, the the people because it's an algorithm. It tells you who you should be aligned with. Right? Right. Now, just imagine the worst possible people that you can picture. People that it seems like they're doing it on purpose, right? And that's all you got in your feed. It was like, I'm swiping, I'm swiping. I'm like, this, this cannot be the people I'm aligned with. And then I immediately regretted my decision. So I so said, I should have never let the girl walk away. I should get my relationship. And uh, I was terrified. I was like, I, okay, I guess I'm done. It was a good run for 40 years. You tapped out. Yeah, I tapped out. I, there's none. I'm going, there's, I'm going monk. Obviously there's none left. If this is the largest possible population of dateable people, yeah. and this is what I'm getting, I'm done. Um, how wide of a,
1: a radius will you date? Yeah,
0: right. So no, I'm asking you. Yeah, so I actually dated a girl that uh lived north of Chicago. North of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that's how far. That's how far you gotta go now. I met I
1: met my wife online. Did you? Like in ninety like five, I was
0: gonna say that guys were pen pals or something. You're right, like, we were, you we were, were prison. She but, was writing you like, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: no, we were pen pals. But I, we met on a thing, a chat room in compu, on a thing called CompuServe. No way, back in the nineties, and like CompuServe, it's like send me a pic, and it's all like green dots. Yeah, hundred. No, no, <laughs> made, made she sent of, me a pic in the mail, like a, something yeah. from the Matrix. Right. All I'm saying is, it's possible, man. I met my wife online, dude, and you scored in a big. You're punching way above your weight. Yeah. She's not out of my league. It's a whole other sport. It's a
0: completely different sport. It's a completely different sport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well done. Thanks man. You used the crap out of CompuServe. It was great. Yeah. You're Um, like, thank you CompuServe. Yeah. No
1: joke. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so uh yeah, dating and this movie speaks to how dating how hard dating is, right? Like and speaks to
0: Charlie is afraid of commitment and he's searching for I don't a, think it, I don't think it's about fear of date. I, I think it's about that dark undercurrent that everybody has when they I think there's a real deeper message here. Well, I'm getting there. God <laughs> So Hey, I'm gonna take you're set up, and I'm just gonna catch it on fire. Just, here we go. Just, hey, watch. <laughs> All
1: right, Chris. <laughs> okay, so
0: Charlie has a fear of
1: being hurt again, which leads to a fear of you know getting involved. Your like fear of commitment, and in the, in the in the in the moments of searching for reason not to commit to Jay, No, uh, Nancy Travis's character's name I don't remember. Harriet. Harriet. He's looking for things. He's like, well, maybe she's an axe murderer. And then it turns out, I mean, she's not, but she's axe murderer adjacent. And so his fears are validated in a sense
0: by this person that he falls in love with. One hundred. That's right. That's why it's such a great movie. It's like, yeah, you think that person's, you know, a murderer? They're a murderer. Kind of. Well, that's the reality, right? It's not exactly what you think. Sure. But there is always a darkness somewhere. And he realized, like, there's it's- always a darkness somewhere. So there's yes. no innocent souls out there. No, 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 no. You have to accept the darkness. You have to, you have to, like, st- you have to go in realizing, yeah, there's a reason why your subconscious is changing. At our th- r- age, I got to imagine that, like, the darkness
1: increases over years. Oh a 100%. Right. There's you right. like there's a reason why you're still on the market.
0: You have been out of the game a while. Let me tell you the the current term is baggage. Okay, uh, first of all, it's uh, new. Not, it's a
1: new term. It's not quite that new. Like I I used to say this girl's <laughs> got enough baggage. Are- I used to say uh yeah, this girl's got enough baggage to go to Europe. Like nice. that was a yeah, it like, nice. was a nice. was a yeah, TM. Keep going, man. Trademark. You could be the
0: next Mike Myers.
1: Yeah, sure. At this point, why not? Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I dated for, for a little bit and then dating was so bad in Alaska. I moved 3,500 miles. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what
0: <laughs> Dating was bad. In a, with, and you had a, a whole school of half breeds. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I mean, it was, I mean, I think the, the, you the, do realize ratio this is, show could go viral because somebody's going to. Clip that. Yeah. And they're going to put that oh, yeah, soundbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super
1: canceled. Super canceled. <laughs> um, oh,
0: that's so good. Are people still canceling things? I, feel I don't like think that's so. kind of past.
1: I feel like we. I, so. I feel like
0: it's adjusted where people are like, I feel. Uh, I feel like, and maybe this is just the the hopeful part of Jody because we all know how hopeful Jody is. Comedians are coming back. They're they're oh, they're God. they're so, done being mediocre. Around.
1: Comedians are coming back.
0: I don't know, man.
1: No, 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 no. Let me talk about this real quick. Please. So yeah. There's this guy, Matt Rife.
0: <laughs> For all the ladies out there, they're like immediately like, oh yeah. Yeah, Matt he's Reif. a boy band comedian. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's funny, kinda, but like so He's he's the uh hot, cocky, funny. That's it's one hundred percent a female-based yeah, audience. none of my dude friends were like, "I no. got my Matt Rife tickets." Right. Yeah, um, yeah, we're not feeling that. That's for, I watch him. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, he's confident on stage. He's good at the crowd work he stuff. Is, like he, he picks up, he is good at the crowd
1: work stuff. Like he sees somebody, he calls him out. He goes a little thing, you know, kind of roasting brain, the
0: audience in his brain. Uh, I wonder. If what he's thinking is, what do I have to say to find the chick in this crowd that I'm going to bang after this?
1: Oh, he is loving life right now. Like, there's a guy who has no reason to commit.
0: No, 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 no. There's a bunch of little Matt Rifes floating around and guts some all over the United States right now. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But he's got to be the biggest comedian in the world right now. Whoa. Really? Sell. So, I mean... When was the last time you saw like people? What was the last time you saw your social media feed with Hey, I got these tickets to this comedian.
0: I, I don't, my algorithm he's is,
1: the, I think he's the Dane Cook of the, 20, of the 2020s. That, that's
0: well said. Well he's said. The Dane he's, Cook of the 2020s. Yeah, the that's right. 2020s. Well said. Um, anyway, like, yeah, we so here's why I say, here's where I say, I think, um, real comedians, comedy's back. Yeah, real comedians are like. The ones who have something to say that is offensive. Right? Because that's the key. Comedians need to be offensive. You gotta be able to take you've gotta be able to take that sensitive nerve, that thing nobody wants to talk about. They're the front line of freedom of speech. They've gotta be able to bang on that. I
1: think some guy I think some comedians live in that area, but there's also like the Oh gosh, I'm an idiot. Who's the hot pocket guy? Gaff again. Gaffigan makes me laugh. I can't help it. Gaffigan's really funny. He's not kind. Con- I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I agree with you 100%. We need the Lenny Clarks, you know, shout out to uh, 50 years ago. But we need Richard Pryor's. We need um, 100%. We need those guys. You so, absolutely need those so guys. Those guys, too.
0: that front line, that to me is represented by Dave Chappelle, the For GOAT. sure. Right? He's coming back. I don't he, think he ever left. Well, he they tried to cancel him. Right, and he made like a billion dollars with his Netflix deals. Like, and, and he didn't back down. He just kept hammering on this conversation, yeah. all the stuff that was going on with him. He pulled it right up, to the, right up to the top, hundred percent. And I'm like, yes, that's what we need our com- comedians to do. Yeah. Louis C.K. Right, he had his he had his minute where, <laughs> which by the way, if you're going to be a comedian, you're going to get some shame okay that was kind of <laughs> weird was man that was, it was it was pretty funny that's that's what i think a comedian should be shaped for but his thing was kind of the, the thing that he got <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's funny it's funny tell me it's not funny that's funny that's it, funny it, i think it's funny it's Ladies, so absurd it's, gather around while i masturbate off into this plant yeah that's just hilarious right it's well, okay all right all I right mean, maybe it's just my weird humor. no I, he didn't back down right he called it out he hit it it was a sense of nerve for him And he just kept hammering. But I
1: get it. I think one of the things, though, is like, he never, he didn't stop. Like, okay, I'm not mainstream anymore. I'm going to make my money over here in these other media outlets. Like, I'm going to go to my website and pay for this. You can go to my, you know, and and he didn't really lose his career. And I think that comedy is a unique place where that can happen. 100%. Um, Ricky
0: Gervais, he's another one. He went toe to toe. The Golden Globes. Was a phenomenal. It was a phenom. Yeah. Like him hosting the Golden Globes spiked the Golden Globes. It made it. Golden no. Globes
1: aren't a thing anymore. Do you see that? Or or the, the ho- I, foreign ho- anyway. Maybe still a foreign thing. foreign press or whatever. The foreign Hollywood. Hollywood press. Foreign. Who turned out to be that was a really bad organization. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me. Hold on, let me sit down. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> Anybody. Um. All right. So. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. Like, I think now enough people have, have gotten to the point of exhaustion with all this infantile petulance. There's just people overreacting and just not—they are not appreciating what the intent of comedy is. And trying to cancel everybody is just a silly, stupid, infantile thing to do. Like, be offended. Good. If you have an original thought, you're going to offend somebody. Sure. Be willing to offend somebody because we have to be able to think. We have to be able to speak. And you have to be able to risk being offended or offending somebody else. Otherwise, nobody progresses. Nothing moves forward. And comedians are the front line of this. And you got me. So you are good at this. Chris, you are so good. You do this on purpose. Look at you. Look at your pride. I can see the pride in your face. Like, Jody, I'm going to slide this... Box right here, and you're gonna stand on it.
1: Um, Well, thank you, Jody. I appreciate that.
0: So, this is why you do what you do. You're natural. Do you even know what I do? uh, Earlier, I
1: was like, "Hey, I got a
0: job." You're like, "Uh, "Whatever, Cardinal." You know what? Uh, Okay,
1: maybe we don't talk about it because I think I have to. Like,
0: I just don't. There's, there's like four of them. I think I told you this. Like, I didn't know where you worked. Like, you're saying getting a new job. I actually (sighs) thought it was the place that made like disposable medical supplies. Cause that's a actual business too. Like Cardinal is a medical device oh. manufacturer and it's also a, a very important service provider to the community. And it's, it's like four or five of these different things floating around. And I was like, all right, well, he does something. I do something. Yes. The bills get paid. If I know Chris is probably helping people, but yeah. why would he be making like catheter bags? That's weird. That helps people.
1: <laughs> it helps people. Yeah. If you've ever had a catheter, you want it to go somewhere. I have never had a catheter and I don't want one. No, thank you. Well, nobody's, nobody signs up for it voluntarily. Nobody's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Listen, pee and naturally, psh, no, insert a tube, please. Mm-hmm.
0: I had a vasectomy. That was a story. Wow, so you're dating right now with a vasectomy? Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm a hero right now. I can do whatever I want. Does mm-hmm. that I gotta I gotta
1: wonder, does that up your trade value? Does that 100%. up your value? Yeah.
0: yeah when yeah. do
1: you let the ladies know, hey, by the way There's always that key conversation.
0: You should da, da, da. so no, it's, it's like, like okay, so American Maxwell's in the
1: first month. Does the hey I've had a vasectomy, does that land in that
0: first <laughs> so, month so too? Like,
1: date two I think
0: is one that date number two
1: okay listen to you date two gentleman's like date three or four but you're like hey date two I ain't no gentleman sorry oh he's a dog he's a dog all right I think this is
0: okay no no no. we're not even close to done because I wasn't I wasn't signing off I never know because you you know the last one by the way I love the last episode I think it's got good pacing I I just re-listened to it Jack did a great job Producer shout Jack, out, shout out to shout producer out. Jack. He did a great job. We we got to do something about the uh, resonance in the background. He's going. Nobody
1: no, listen. Uh,
0: nothing gets an audience hotter than hearing about our
1: audio, audio issues. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. So so we're the pacing in it is phenomenal. It's a good. show That's what happens when I'm watching the clock. Like I got a hard out. I was just gonna say that. I was like, dude. You you wanted to consolidate. We got to figure out how to do that more. Eh,
1: no, long, right. I'm a long format guy. If no, this goes no, three fair. hours today, go three hours.
0: You, you are a storyteller. I'll tell you that. This is a, when we when we first did our first podcast on another podcast someplace else. I was like, this guy's a natural. He's natural. That's sweet. You should be doing this. That's sweet. You should be doing. It. Okay. So, but so the best. The the most genius part of So I Married an Axe Murder is when Mike Myers goes to his parents' house and what they do is they build out this whole scene, right? And it's it's a it's a very contextual scene, but most people miss it because it's so funny, right? So you got this Scottish dad, he's just verbally abusing his son, grandson, whatever. Some relative. This kid's got a uh, ginger fro. He's got a giant and a big head. And a big head. Which is, it and, happens. And immediately his Scottish dad <laughs> comes, comes downstairs. He's like, Ed! pants No! Right? He's got no pants on. He comes yeah. downstairs. He's not wearing pants. And he
1: refers to his child or grandchild as head. <laughs> so, just head.
0: Just head. Kid's got a big head. Big, orangey, red fro. Not only does he not have any pants on, he's got those straps that go from your, the, the old the sock stra- garters, the, so- the sock, garters. What a beautiful thing. Why was that a thing? I wonder. Cause you don't want your socks to fall down. So did like elastic put that industry out of business? Yeah. I think textiles, the, the advancement uh-huh. textiles. Yeah. Cause I've never had my socks fall. I don't think you ever walk around like rural King or TSC and you no, see
1: the, I, I truly don't that's I'm not their demo.
0: Dude, do you like uh, jalapeno cheddar beef sticks? Okay, I'd be into that. The best in the world, Rural King. I just discovered this over at Works a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't know what I was eating. Like, I, was- I really like the jalapeno uh, Cheetos. You had those. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, new movie, Flaming Hot? Not yet. But it's, it looks truly touching. and it's a good, They did a good job. It's the story's not accurate, but they did a good job.
1: Really? You did a deep dive
0: research yeah, on the yeah, yeah. flame. You were like, yeah. you watched this beautiful film. that was a touching story. You're like, screw that. Yeah, no, I, here's my deep dive research. Please. I've developed products. You develop products, right? Yeah. yeah JC what, innovations. Absolutely. That's what, yeah. That's why I do it for a living. Absolutely not. How no that one's lo- looking to the janitor. Like, Hey, <laughs> this is not how it went down. This is a good story. It's a good Disney story, Disney story, but uh, no. It know. looks like the Rudy of snack foods. It's a gr- They did a great job in the story. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's a go check it out. They knocked it out of the park with all the garbage that's out there. This is a good story. And they actually stitched it d- together and they're, they're hitting a very key demographic, right? They're going after the uh, Mexican demographic. The whole story is built around the, uh, the story of a guy who was just uh, misrepresented living on hard times is a comeback story and it's a good motivating inspiring story it's a good story and it's for a very specific de- uh, like they built it around a demographic but it's actually for everybody because I was it, gonna say, like
1: I think it, I think it, the demo is like
0: it's a Frito-Lay thing it's like a corporate Frito and Tony Shalhoub plays the CEO yeah I, lo- a, I love the flame yeah. and Hot freaking Tony Shalhoub is a great actor and the flame and Hot seasoning is, is really true. good it's good yeah I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I like I think they put crack in there though I,
1: I eat a lot of the, the flaming hot. Crack in I like the flaming hot a lot.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, back to, back the to topic. Yeah. So please. so, Nancy Travis, Mike Myers, they show up at his dad's house, his dad and mom's house. Comes downstairs, right out of the gate, harsh Scottish humor, right. He sits down with uh, Charlie's best friend, right. He's the police detective. Yep and they're watching soccer, right? As you do. As you do. And his friend turns to his dad and says, because his dad's talking about the Pentaverite, right? Now, this hits me where I live, right? Uh, sure, this of is, course it these does. These are the masters of men, right? And he's like, okay, so who's in the Pentaverite, right? And he's like, the Queen, the Vatican, the Geddes, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders, before he went t up." Oh, I hated the Colonel with his wee beady eyes. He puts an addictive chemical in his chicken to make you crave for it Smart ass, right? So that whole scene is hilarious, right? Because sure. it just no, it's a, and it's it's a, a, it's a view of you in your seventies, a hundred percent. And it's just a puke of like conspiracy theory. Yeah, but then contextually, you know where Mike Myers actually gets his suspicion of everybody. It's from his dad. Is Dad suspicious of society. Look at you. Yeah, Yeah, I see. Okay. Okay. Peel that on your back a little bit.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, You were wondering if I was going to make... No, I I knew you'd land it. I knew you would land it. I knew. I knew. Full faith. Full faith. Um, It's a good movie. It is. It's a good movie. Um, I think that uh, it's a nice send-up of, you know, sort of that Hitchcock... Suspense thriller, um, rear window, stuff like that, vertigo. Um, yeah, it, it speaks to, yeah, it's, it, it's, I like the, um, putting those movies with, you know, your romantic comedies, like what if, you know, you fell in love and it's a romantic comedy. Again, romantic comedies real big in the 90s, but they're probably still big. I think that's a universal, you know, everyone besides you loves. And falls in love. So, I mean, just just kidding. I'm sure you do. Oh, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I, I, have there been a lot of like? I'm trying to think. Have there been a lot of suspense, thriller,
0: romantic comedies? I mean, I don't like the Michael uh, or no, uh, what's his name, Glenn Close and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Why am I spacing on his name? Oh, um... You say, are you saying Fatal Attraction yeah, that's is a romantic comedy? Yeah. It's a story about true love. <laughs> she kills his kid's rabbit. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice Love them makes them. you do crazy things. <laughs> yeah, there you go, kids. You heard it here. <laughs>
1: I will not be ignored, Michael. Uh, that's that's a great movie. That's a terrifying movie. Mm. Yeah. I, I dated a girl once. Okay. I got to tell you. Uh, tell so me. I was dating a girl once we were dating for a long time and I was, you know, starting to get to know the family kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one day I was hanging out with her dad. And we were talking movies or something. And he was like, you know what movie scared the crap out of me? Fatal attraction made me change my ways. Whoa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, okay, man, we've really reached a level of,
1: uh, of uh, intimacy here. Pop like, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it was a formal, formidable film for a group of people. Well, that's when you know you've really done something with the film. When you're you're making people make life decisions based on it. Sure, I need to quit screwing around or one day this girl might kill my kids. Yeah, I've only got three rabbits behind the house. I I got like basically three dates. (laughs) 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 Okay, so in this movie, what did you think about the adjacent character development? So Tony LaPaglia and Alan Arkin's character development. So he wanted to be like, he wanted to be like a Starsky and Hutch, right? Or Serpico. Or Serpico, right? Yeah. He, he starts this movie dressed like a pimp, right? Yeah. He's just over the top. And, and my, great supporting cast. Great supporting, supporting cast. <laughs> great supporting characters. And he goes, you, you see his life in the precinct, right? And it's just Alan Arkin, like the soft, gentle Alan Arkin. And he's like, he comes over and he's like, what's up? What's bothering you? And he's like, well, look, you know. I, I kind of pictured this differently. I thought I was going to be, you know, shooting people and I was going to be more like, you know, you're going to bark
1: at me like you're tired of, you're tired of defending my nonsense to the commissioner.
0: Yeah. And he's like, well, we don't report to a commissioner. It's, it's more of a, a board partially elected par- partially chosen by our peers. And he's like, see, and he's yeah. trying to have this like meaningful deep conversation yeah. with his, with his boss. And so he's got this whole picture in his head. Of how this whole thing's playing out. Sure. And you can see how it progresses and how his boss is trying to give him more of that like, cinematic version of police work in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, um, I, I once talked to our sheriff in this county, Jim Smith. Shout out to Jim. Shout out, Jim. He's doing a great job. Um, you know, he's never commandeered a vehicle, our sheriff, not one time.
0: Well, have him come down here. You he can commandeer mine. No, but you
1: know, like Driving he's around chasing after somebody. He's like, hey, he can hey I, have my to I have to cr- commandeer up. your vehicle to chase <laughs> these bad guys. Not one time. <laughs> why be a cop? I think it's the same. I, yeah, I, I think it's like in the same way a lot of people like join the Air Force because they thought it was going to be like Top Gun. Like every reason why I'd ever want to be a cop yeah. is from stuff I've seen in television and movies. Any,
0: anybody who joins the Air Force and they grow out the porn star stash they've watched one too many top I, them i
1: gotta tell you with the stash they're a f- if you can pull it off man i tell you what you think it's hot business it's good stuff you think so yeah i just got i was uh coaching softball and one of the dads had just the stash and
0: full-on like top to bottom Side to side mouth. Yeah, 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 Just... Not like the thin. I really don't no, like that. No, no. The, the, guys get the super thin is thin. weird.
1: Um, yeah. No, just... And man... Or do
0: the curlicue, like the French.
1: worked. Shout out to... His name's Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah? He's got a... Yeah. All right. It was like, okay, I get it now.
0: I think the stash is weird, but with you, I get it. You don't think that's the equivalent of bell bottoms for facial hair? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe. Maybe and well, when I first met Jeff, was like, "Oh, this guy's a
0: cop." This guy's-.
1: <laughs> because only,
0: yeah, dude, you're not you're not pulling the undercover thing off. No, Look this guy's a, this guy's a fed. That's like fantastic. this guy's totally a cop. Was he wearing
1: the square? But he's like, but turns out Maybe he's like a financial analyst or something like that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jeff. I don't know what you do, but. He's probably working for one of the agencies, but I thought he was—I thought he was a cop, and turns 100%. out now he's—he—he's—he—he he does like he's an accountant or something. That was a little bit of a letdown. Good dude, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you—you you do have the people who um, watch—they—they they build their entire identity around the story that they have in their head, and that story a lot of times is populated with movies that they've watched. Sure. So you want to be a air, you know, Air Force Top Gun dude? Start dressing in you know the giant mechanics onesies. I remember
1: reading that statistic that like the year Top Gun came out, the Air Force had its biggest recruitment year ever.
0: One hundred percent.
1: And they're Navy pilots in the movie. Think about that. That's just great.
0: You're gonna give me right on a soapbox. Look at this. Oh,
1: buddy, oh, what,
0: buddy? Go, baby, go. Well, oh, we already talked about it in previous episodes, so for those listeners out there who want to get a little context into this, the Hollywood machine, it's a programming machine. They, they pump a bunch of, uh, stuff, a bunch of movies, a bunch of content into our eyes. And it's all intentional, you know, hit us with aliens for the last 20 years, alien movies. Now there's aliens. Like we've confirmed over and over and over again. Absolutely. There's aliens. We've had aliens. We've known about this for five decades, we've got a place where their aliens actually exist. And everybody's like, I don't care. Like what is it? Is it it the independence day aliens? Is it the whatever aliens? It did not get the alien. The alien
1: announcement did not get nearly the pop that I thought it it would.
0: Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. So aliens, what's What version? Like nobody, I don't even think they asked that question. Like it was just, all right. Yeah. All right. So we got to deal with that now. Do yeah. I still have toilet paper? That's really what I'm worried Nobody about. Nobody cared. Maybe. Nobody
1: cared. All right. This movie's canon.
0: 100% canon. 100%.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, Stefan's not here to vote, so it's just yeah. you and me. It's canon. Yeah. Unlike Shogun Assassin.
0: Whoa, man.
1: Whoa, man. Whoa, man. She was
0: a thief. thief. You, you got to believe. believe. She, she stole, stole my, my heart and my, and my cat. cat? Hey Jane.
1: Get me off this, this crazy, crazy thing,
0: thing called, called
1: Love. Love. It's so I married an axe It's on HBO Max. Go check it out. He's Jody. I'm Chris. We are the Freedom Cats.
0: Mm-hmm.